Hi, hello, welcome to Mysterious AF. Hola. We're we're back again. Can't keep us down. <laughs> we're so excited to be back. It feels it's been actually almost a month since we recorded oh, last. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a minute. It's yeah, just life. Life's happening. It's fall. It's mid October now. Charles um, is hip deep in artwork. <laughs> yes, balls deep, if you will. Balls just trying to keep my head above the water. Mm-hmm. And Celesta, we just celebrated her birthday. Yeah, that was... Had a great time. We did. Thank you for coming out. Mm-hmm. It was fun. He took care of my husband when he got too drunk. I partied all night long. She partied like it was 1999. Charles took my husband home. <laughs> tucked him into the bed of our driveway. <laughs> I was trying to get him... We were trying to get him inside. Poor guy. Her, he made it in eventually. Her husband's... Uh, as tall, if not taller than my husband, who's 6'5", yep. Yep. and trying to move a person <laughs> of that height is a chore. It is a job of work. Yes. Glad he's okay. Hope you're enjoying Vegas, Ryan. Yeah. So. Basically, the week after my birthday, he went to Vegas, so good for you. <laughs> but I'm here with Charles now, so it's fine. It's yeah. great. It's a Friday evening. We're recording, <laughs> and tonight... We are going to be talking about Patient 17. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, It is a documentary that you can find on Netflix. The Netflix description for this is a surgeon claims to remove high-tech microchips the aliens use to manipulate the human race. (laughs) This documentary seeks to separate fact from fiction. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I mean, it kind of does, but... Well, spoiler alert, the surgeon dies. <laughs> so you get pretty much half of this, yeah. maybe less than half of this documentary with the surgeon and what he is researching. And then the rest of it is just kind of like, let's throw some stuff together yeah. and see what we can make dramatic. Figure out. I did want to... <laughs> I did want to say, spell it out if you're searching for it on Netflix, because I was searching for it, and I just put in 17 the number, and there's apparently a thriller also with the same name, but it's not a documentary, it's just a movie. I like thrillers. Yeah, it sounds good. It's like two medical interns investigate some criminal case, but then they find some paranormal activity along the way, so could be good. Hmm. All right. I know what I'm doing later tonight. (laughs) Sleeping, not watching that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, so the introduction, we have Jeremy Corbell, who is, I guess, the director slash, this is his documentary. He's narrating. My name is Jeremy Corbell. I seek to weaponize your curiosity. And if you're ready to suspend your own prejudice, welcome to the world of extraordinary beliefs. Because of the style of this documentary, I was like, I need to know who made this because it's, it reminded me of American Ghost Hunter a little bit. Yes. A little over the top, just mm-hmm. a smidgen trying too hard. But less rock music. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Same amount of tattoos though, I think. That man has a lot of tattoos. Oh yeah, tattoos. Um, <laughs> He's a photographer, an artist, a filmmaker, obviously, a fashion designer, he does fashion design? I guess. Whoa. Uh, martial arts. He's got a black belt in jujitsu. However you say that properly. And he's an author. He's so living the life. What he... doesn't he do? You didn't say chef. Yeah, he doesn't cook. But he is a fashion designer. Yeah. Working for Versace? I don't think so. I think he was doing his own thing. Artsy, artsy fashion design. Huh. I, I would be interested to see his designs. I actually want to pause right now and look up his clothing line. You can if you want. But <laughs> I don't know if he has a line per se, but Fashion design. Wow. I mean, isn't that the isn't that the dream? Like I always feel like I have a lot of different passions yeah. and like if I could do this and this and this and get paid really well, I would be happy. That's the thing though. It's like, is this a millennial thing where you're just like, I'm good at these things, I'm just gonna put them down like this is me. Like If I were to put a resume together, I would put podcasting on it, even though my podcasts aren't like... Don't dream it, be it. 
That's true. I mean, fake it till you make it, baby. <laughs> my <laughs> life's aspiration is to be a reality TV star. So, Charles, um, no, not really. I'll Maybe just come over and film you. <laughs> my my old boss shot that dream down back when I worked oh. at the pet funeral home. We were approached by a company to do a reality show. What? We we were emailed and I vetted them out. And of course I was getting like all hot and excited and I saw myself, you know, with like cameras following me everywhere and me yelling at people. Yes. Getting, you know, like a perfectly chilled LaCroix. <laughs> and she said no. And that I was like, bitch. you are shooting us <laughs> in the foot. You are shooting my dreams of being a reality TV that star. That would have been amazing. That's, a, that's actually a good reality TV show right there. Yeah. Listeners, I don't know if you know this about me, but I did used to work at a pet funeral home. And I worked there for eight, yeah, eight and a half years. Often, mostly on, sometimes off. Um, but yeah, it was it was a wild ride. And... I feel I like that could be an episode where we talk about some of the, the oh. shit I saw. But yeah, they I could have been on we could have had a reality TV show Honestly, about that. Honestly. I mean you I just I just want to call you a sassy gay. Can I call you a sassy gay? <laughs> <laughs> you, you may call me a sassy I'm gay. I'm sorry. Uh but <laughs> your personality, fun personality, with the crazy people that you probably encountered mm-hmm. at an animal pet funeral home yeah that's good tv right there i know i know we were on a gold mine yeah so and it never happened i've never seen anything like no no i i haven't either so Hmm. um if you're listening to this and you are a tv producer (laughs) and you'd like to do a reality show i work at a vet clinic still and we could just tweak it a bit yeah we can fake it fake it till we make it we'll cremate animals all day long respectfully respectfully yeah yeah. Yeah. So anyway, fun sidebar, <laughs> fun side note, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> any more, any more about Jeremy that you wanted to add? No, that's it. We kind of, I guess we get kind of right into being introduced to patient 17. He's there, cooking. Oh, wait, there is a graphic content warning. Oh yeah. Just so you know, people, you're going to see surgical procedures. Yeah. There They're were some super bad it's not super bad i like it was a little uncomfortable just because i don't see that stuff every day but it wasn't like they were doing an autopsy or peeling skin off or but we see cutting flesh a little bit and spreading the flesh that's the part that bothers me i just oof it just makes my butt go like (laughs) clenching you know like when you're uncomfortable just clenching it's not squirting (laughs) sound a little squirty I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I, I still had clean underwear for I think for the at the end. <laughs> Gross. I don't know. But he was making a. This guy is cooking. Yeah. I was like, well, his stovetop does need clean, but he is making fried eggs and bacon. I was like, come please make me some breakfast. No, seriously. I love a good old breakfast, even for dinner. I'll have it. Oh. I could eat eggs 24-7. Mm-hmm. And homemade biscuits and gravy. Yeah. <sighs> With bacon gravy. My dad used to make that. Oh. You just put gravy over everything. <laughs> so good. Well, like the cheesy scrambled eggs. and Yeah. I'm going off on more tangents. I, and I just ate. And Again, think I... cooking podcast. <laughs> I've just been so hungry lately. <laughs> it's, it's winter. It's the winter time. It's We're the cold air. We're bunkering down. We're... I gotta put some pounds on, yep. I guess. I'm just so thin and svelte. Oh, you are. <laughs> Eat a sandwich, Charles. God, you're so. I had five. <laughs> anyway, so we see him basically going through his morning routine. We don't know who he is at this point. We soon find out he is patient seventeen. Yeah, he's a person. <laughs> yes. uh, and he's gonna get something removed, and <laughs> Doctor Roger Lear is removing it. Yeah. And he gives us a little bit of his story. When Dr. Lear and his associates told me that this could be an implant, now it's all been brought back up to the surface. I'm wondering what I'm going to see in the shadows. Or is there missing time? Is this scarier than hell? This was my major beef with this documentary, actually, is like little bits and pieces throughout the whole thing, right? So we know he's going to have something removed. We never really find out. How they found this thing. He said he had pain. 
He said he had pain that one time, but another time he's just like, yeah, we just found it happenstance. And I'm like, okay, so was it because of the pain that one time that you went into the doctor or were you having an x-ray for something else and found it? Yeah. So do you, do you think the surgery was real? Because they don't really show his leg. I think the surgery was real. Based on, well, they do kind of show it. They're interviewing him at the same time, though. Uh, well, I assumed it was his surgery. Maybe it wasn't. But you don't see him, like, with a patch on his oh, leg or true. anything. Oh, that's true. That's true. So. Well, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, so he has this implant. I guess it was kind of below his knee. I said an implant. He says it's an implant. It's yeah. some foreign debris. Debris. <laughs> Under his knee and his leg. Well, yeah. I guess that's where knees are. <laughs> and I, it kind of sounds like people in the UFO community convinced him to go see this doctor and have it removed. Yeah. Didn't it? Like, he was like, people in the UFO community scared me or And he's whatever. met some, he said he'd met some weird UFO folks. Yeah. And, of course, I thought of Scully when she has her implant in her neck. Oh, and yeah. um yeah. she gets she has it removed and then she develops cancer mm-hmm. um anyway x-files but it, it's interesting that being implanted by aliens is such a big part of ufo yeah. of ufology. ufology yeah and um i was like couldn't they do like some better implants like i've always wanted a chin implant or <laughs> you know need a chin implant <laughs> I'm doing an expression right now. Okay, I mean, if I do this too. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I don't want some shitty Debris injected into my body. Like, give right. me something good. If you're going to take me into outer space and stick things into my anus, right. give me give something me good. Give me some tits. Like, <laughs> you can put a tracker in there. I don't care. Yeah, I am not going anywhere. Yeah. Nobody's going to complain about that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my dick just doubled in size. Whoa. Happens to be an implant. Oh, well. Like, wow. Well, I just, for the guys out there. A penis implant. Does that work? Do people get this? I know about nudicles. Right. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. (laughs) If it's a thing, somebody's done it. Mm -hmm. So, Jeremy, then Jeremy, the documentarian, asked Patient 17. Do we ever get his name? No. Okay. It's just Patient 17 this whole time. Uh, if he trusts the doctor, mm-hmm. and patient seventeen's like, uh, yeah, not really, but I don't really trust anybody, so yeah, yeah, he doesn't like, trust okay. anybody. Um, this guy's gonna be cutting on you, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's an odd duck. He um has a motor. He rides a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I think he says he has a girlfriend, but you never meet her. No, nope. I don't think he has kids. He's and he's old, not old, but he's, I would say... I think he's in his, about 50. Yeah. Because he said something about being on this earth for 50 years. Yep. Um, yeah, he's likable, but also... You can't really weird. tell. Yeah, like, he's but, just, And, like, it, that goes back to the whole thing, like, you just get snippets of his story, which makes it hard to trust him fully. Yeah, because he does make allusions, or he talks about experiences with aliens when he was younger but you don't get that you whole story you don't get the full story you just get like oh i saw something in my room one night and, and then but that's it like yeah mm. it's kind of weird he does want to fight it i we get yeah I, yeah <laughs> we will get into yeah. that but um i guess any, i any more from here i had um dr lear is old as fuck yep he is playing the organ like yes. in the opera they they show footage of dr lear playing this huge beautiful giant organ giant organ yeah by himself and it's it's creepy i mean i used to watch diane bish on pbs and she played the organ she played organs all over (laughs) the world well that's that's just what you do that's just what you do just you just watch diane bish (laughs) while you learn crochet (laughs) when you're i did when i was little (gasps) i made a um not a doily i guess it was a hot kind of like a hot pad type thing i don't know it was i i am not the patient yeah. I just, yeah. I could do the finger weave things where you like, I like that. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Diane Bish. Look her up. <laughs> Beautiful. So then I had that we were in Thousand Oaks, California, mm-hmm. uh, talking about scalar wave transmission. Yeah. I guess this, Dr. Lear alludes to the fact that these 
alien implants give off these radio waves or some sort of mm-hmm. electromagnetic waves or something. I don't know. And then so the scalar thing and yeah, we are looking at a leg where the implant maybe they took an X-ray. Now they're using a stud finder on that the leg. That was my favorite part. That's the stud I finder. Thought it was so hilarious. Yeah, Jeremy just said this team was armed with scalpel, black light, and stud finder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, you know, but they also used ultrasound. They did. And um, they used actual medical tools to find what was actually in his leg. Right. And they were talking about non-terrestriality and that these objects that they found implanted in people before have nanotopography and that they're a metal not of this world. So it was kind of like they're trying to throw mumbo jumbo big words at you to just be like, oh, this has to be real and legitimate. Yeah. And I was just like, honey, I ain't got time for this. (laughs) I mean, also that you see the x-ray and... This thing that they're going to pull out of this guy's leg is super tiny. Like, Yeah, it's, I don't even, maybe a looks, fourth of an inch yeah, maybe. by, it's a little Looks like a little scrap. silver. Yeah. I mean, silver. Sliver. Sliver. <laughs> Sliver. So they're going to make a small incision to solve this big mystery. And then they talk to this guy who I think is the actual surgeon. Because they had two doctors there. Yes. Dr. Lear did not seem to be performing the surgery, from what I could tell. Um, and this other doctor was just like, look, it's a piece of metal. I mean, I don't know if you want to quote me on this, but uh, I, 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 I just don't believe it's alien. I believe it's some earthly particle that's from some carpentry thing. They whack something, a little piece of metal flew off and stuck in them. They don't remember it because it was so tiny. And then those people, enough people have them. People with doctor experiences also may have the metal, so I don't know. He's doing the analysis on the, on the metal, so I'm not. You know, I've heard the rumors, but I think it's just something he got at some point in his 50 years, and we're just finding it now. Yeah, he said it might be, I thought he said it might be something that wasn't, like the metal might not be part of this world, but he thinks that humans or natural cause got it in his leg. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't abducted in had this right, implant implanted. put in. Yeah. Um, and so we also hear a little bit more from patient 17 that he had abduction experiences as a child. And then now we're... So he says that we don't really hear anymore. Yeah. And then they show us the surgery. He's getting an injection into his leg. Ew. Then the yeah. incision. And I wrote, I'm getting hot. And I was hungover <laughs> when I was watching this. And I was just like, oh, boy. Like hot, like sexy hot? Or oh, like hot, no, like, like I was I'm like, gonna throw up hot. Like I'm getting, oh, I'm going to throw up hot. And just want to clarify. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't that bad, but I guess just it was exacerbated by the, the fact that I was little. The part was kind of gross. So. Yeah. They were like moving that needle. Yeah. I'm assuming that was lidocaine, like just under his skin, yeah. bubbling up. It was kind of mess. Yeah. I don't, I don't like bubbled skin. <laughs> Um, and I put, no, I'm not into the spreading, like when they're oh, yeah. spreading his wound open, that just, yeah. or the incision, that, the pucker. Yep. I agree. <laughs> and all I could think was, what the fuck is about to be pulled out of this man's leg? Yeah, that was Jeremy. That was yeah. Jeremy. Um, it's tiny and it was smaller than a coffee bean. Oh, definitely smaller yeah. than a coffee bean. Yes. And apparently while the surgery was happening... UFO people flooded the <laughs> office with camcorders, and patient 17 had to escape out the back door. Yeah. So I wonder who let that leak. Well, I wondered if it was because people knew that there was Dr. a Lear. documentary crew there. Oh. Or if it was because, yeah, Dr. Lear. Dr. Lear probably tweeted, hey, girls, doing some <laughs> surgery today. Taking out another implant. And then everybody fucking showed up yep. with camcorders. So then we go to the laboratory. The Seal lab. Seal lab. Everyone is freaking out about the sample, and it's clear that everyone in this lab is a believer. Mm -hmm. Like, so automatically, I think whatever's going to come out of this is a little skewed already because you all obviously believe that this is an implant, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a bummer if you're trying to go at this as a scientific endeavor. But they, at Seal Labs, they have the should have asked Ryan. I don't even know what it is. But like a super microscope. A scanning you... electron 
Oh. Microscopy. Thank you. I guess that's not what the microscope's called, but that's what they were doing. It was to test the metal. That's yeah. what I had. Yeah. They put it in this, they look at it under a microscope and they put it in this machine that takes like super close up pictures, basically. The, Ready this for my is close not. Up. Yeah, this is not <laughs> where they test for elements. This is just. Pictures, pictures. and like documenting it. Yeah. yeah. And Jeremy asks Dr. Lear, because Dr. Lear is there and patient 17 is there, uh, if anything stands out so far. And he says there's uh, something that may be a carbon nanotube. Oh, yeah. Yep, today's okay. analysis, carbon nanotube. <laughs> so Roger thinks, yes, it, this is alien, and it could also be meteorite piece from space. Yep. And then patient 17 goes on to let us know that he's like, well, this is going to destroy my faith in God. Yeah, I know. Because aliens do not equal Christian. Um, and he said, God doesn't go around implanting people, which well, how do you know? made me laugh. I, yeah, this, that part, I mean, made me chuckle for a couple of reasons. It's just like, well, just because there's aliens doesn't mean there's no God. Right. And A, you don't, B, I guess it would be, you don't know if God is implanting us with anything. Maybe he is. And C. What if aliens are angels? Yeah. What, sorry, what was your C? I don't. I didn't really have a C, so that's good. It was a good C. C for Charles and Celesta. <laughs> <laughs> that's what C is for. But I was just like, settle down, dude. Like, I don't. I don't get the concept, and we hear about it a lot in these documentaries where people are like, "Well, if aliens exist, God can't exist." And I'm like, I don't understand that. Could God not create another planet full of beings? Yeah. Could we just not be visited by something? Maybe another god is in another universe creating beings. Because mm-hmm. there's all these parallel dimensions. Yeah. Universe. Like, I just don't understand why people can't have both. Maybe I just... Well, and part of me wonders if um, this documentary guy, Jeremy, was, like, egging him on, like, rallying him up, trying yeah. to get, you know, trying to get, like, a dramatic right. monologue or something out of him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jeremy and his tattoos. Probably doing <laughs> doing a lot in his fashions. Mm-hmm. Um, but we find out more tests are required. Yeah, of course. So they're going to send it to another lab to get the total like element breakdown of this thing. They, they also question, I guess, is this a sinister thing? Like, if this is an implant, is this like something evil? And patient 17 tells us, well, they're not there to take you out for pizza. <laughs> you think that this is sinister? Like when you saw the eyes of those three oval head alien dudes that, that you tackled or tried to tackle in Las Vegas, you said that you, you could tell it was sinister. You could tell it was... Um... They're not there to take you out for pizza. That's for sure. I mean, you, they're there to manipulate you somehow. So then we get a little bit of an interview with him. That's kind of what I had next. Yeah. The three aliens. Yeah. So we're at his house. He's working on his motorcycle. Vroom, vroom. And <laughs> Big boy. Jeremy just kind of casually asks, like, hey, remember that time you tried to beat up three aliens in Vegas? And he's like, yeah, they're not good guys. They're criminals. And you're and you're just like, what? He calls them alien gangsters. Alien gangsters. And I put what? Question mark, exclamation point, <laughs> question mark. They're gangsters, you know. <laughs> alien gangsters are doing what they want. Yes, I just thought this this whole scene was just hilarious. I don't I don't even know. Yeah, he said the three aliens were going to take him and do what they wanted with him. Um and, and he that was, he would shoot him dead cuz they're criminals. Right. He was able to they had him in a trance. Mhm. He was able to break the trance and then fight them off and they just ran off cuz it was too much work to mm-hmm. fight back, I guess. But yeah. that's all we get. Like we don't get where, where were you? Were you at MGM? Were you Fremont Street? Like, I don't know. Were what? you high on coke? Because that's what people do in Vegas. Like, what? That's not what I did. Maybe not you, but a lot of people do. I see this man on drugs. I see him waking up in an alley and thinking he's surrounded by aliens. PCP. PCP. Angel dust. Whatever the kids are doing these it's days. It's like on Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> it's PCP. But that's... that's <laughs> it's like 
what do you mean you fought off three aliens in Vegas? Like, yeah. there needs to be more details here. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, don't we get don't. Anything. We don't. Yeah, two abductions in Vegas, he said. Um, and then he says that his religious friends think that he's going to the dark side. <laughs> so, listeners, um, next year, Brittany is going to be back in residency in Las Vegas. Celeste and I and whoever else is going to Vegas. So, we will look for alien gangsters. We're out for In them. Vegas. We're going to fight them. We're going to citizen arrest them. Well, you can. I was going to do what I always what do, do in do Vegas. Do? What would Sharon Stone do? <laughs> that's, that's what I had at the last... <laughs> that's what it was. Yes. Charles is also going to tutor me on how to get men to buy me drinks. Yeah. Because if you've ever seen the movie Casino, <laughs> Sharon Stone's in it. And she plays a woman named Ginger. And she basically gets her way with everything. And so... the. The last time I went to Vegas, many years ago, my best friend and I went, and our whole thing, the entire trip was, what would Sharon Stone do? And so... We have to go. Someone's going to offer me a drink? I'd take it. What if it's roofied? Do you not worry about that? Well, that's why you have to have a best friend. Oh, okay. Like, someone's got to, you know, be there to watch your back. Also, I had my stun gun and bear, bear mace, so... Wow. I would... Be able to fight them off. Hopefully. I mean, if this guy can break out of an alien trance. Right. I'm going to. And fight three of them. I'm going to stun stun someone right in the testicles. Right. <laughs> yep. Big old zolt. Big old volt. Zolt. Zap. I will be there to take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Look out on our Instagram. <laughs> We're coming for you, Brittany. <laughs> yeah. And it, like to see you, Brittany, not like right. to attack yes. you. Yes. We would never do that. Um, so <laughs> now we have to confirm with an x-ray to make sure that all of these pieces are out of patient 17's leg. Right. And by pieces, we made one small piece. Yeah. <laughs> but the object was still not yet analyzed more. Yeah. And patient 17 was cranky, cranky about this. Like, so he went back. Dr. Lear was like, yeah, we got it all. And patient 17, hey, did you do the other test yet? No, we haven't. Well, patient 17's then like, some guy told me it was just a piece of steel, and Dr. Lear's like, ha ha ha, no, it's definitely more than that, blah 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 blah. But you definitely see 17 getting a little frustrated here. Right, well, and I also... And we don't don't know how much time passed, just so you know, like... Yeah. Between the surgery and the follow-up, I don't know, a couple weeks, a month, I don't know. Well, and you have... I thought, I was like, he's probably being emailed or called by all these ufo people and it's like i don't know anything Mm -hmm. like please leave me alone and at the beginning he did mention just talking about it kind of bothered him because it brought up his alien experiences Mm -hmm. and he didn't really like talking about them so yeah this thing is just dragging on too long for him i think okay so now we flash to march 14th 2014 and dr lear roger has passed away yeah so i'm like when was all this filmed so this had to have been starting filmed in 2013 i guess i like i get i didn't i had 2017 as the release but that might have just been the netflix release i'm not sure i didn't look into it this time i didn't either i was yeah i was like "Eh." um so dr lear dies of a heart attack and then we hear Steve, the scientist. He's crying. He's crying. It's sad. I, I actually felt sad for yeah, once in my life. I did too. For once. <laughs> <laughs> for once this month. <laughs> he lost a friend. I mean, it sounds like they, they've been through a lot together working on this stuff. So. Yeah. He said Dr. Lear was striving to bring science to the UFO community. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, so Dr. Lear was... I feel like he tunnel visioned himself into thinking that implants were, they are hard evidence. And so that's like what he was, I feel like he was seeing things where there might not have been some things, but Mm -hmm. in his mind, he was doing something good, which I guess, what is it they say about good intentions or like good, every good intention is another brick in the pathway to hell. Wow. Um, some dark, I don't think that's right. I, uh, 
I know every lie is another brick in the pathway to hell. That's from the movie Dick. Um. <laughs> we can't go an episode without referencing pop culture Dick. or Dick. <laughs> or, we haven't talked about Drafted Gorgeous yet. Oh my gosh. Soon. Um, I don't know. Shout out, Maggie. Hope you're listening. <laughs> Sarah Rose knows. <laughs> Can you tell we've been drinking? Sarah Rose knows alien implants. Dick. (laughs) She knows about. She knows about dick. Dick. Mm. Not good enough because she went out of business. She did go out of business. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow. Anyway, yeah. Any who's. So Steve mentions that the ultimate goal would be to hack alien supercomputers. Right. So they believe that these implants are linked to a supercomputer on Earth that would ultimately go to some supercomputer in some alien spacecraft or something. Yeah, and they, he also tells us about the isotopic analysis, isotopic, topic, isotopic analysis of this fragment. It would tell if it was from our planet, and he says that this is the biggest story never told. Yes. Because it's sciencey and boring. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, where's the eye candy? Also, we had to look at his fish tank for like seven hours. Yeah, I put that down. Yeah. We're looking at crazy fish. He yeah. keeps talking about all He's these different fish in his fish. And yeah, this one's a baby. This one's adult. And Dude. apparently, these fish will eat each other. Yeah, and they had all these different seaweed thingies. Yeah, nobody cares, Steve. Steve, get her life. Get a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Well, he lost his wife. We we'll uh, find out. We do find out about that. Just Normally. wait. Stay yeah. tuned for that juice. Bomb being dropped later. <laughs> so then we get to see patient 17 and he's working on a super cute Victorian house. Yes. I loved that house. I wanted to move into it. Yeah. And. I don't think it's his house. No, I don't think so. I, I think, think that's his job. His I think job. he's the carpenter. Yeah. Which also led me to believe again how he got that thing in his how leg. How he got that thing in his leg. Because Amen. I am a, just a regular DIYer. And one day I was working on this. I was cutting brick with oh this mason saw thing. And it was shooting molten pieces of brick. <laughs> and it burnt my finger <laughs> so bad. <laughs> this is not funny, Charles. <laughs> molten brick. <laughs> It was supposed to cut through brick, but it really just melted some of it. And then I had to, like, smash this brick with a hammer. This was when we were building our barbecue pit. Anyway, things happen. What happened to your finger? Did you lose it? It had a, no, it just had, a, like, a a round circle burn in it for a really long time until it, like, grew out. Or Did whatever. it blister? It didn't blister. It was just a molten piece of brick stuck in me for a very long oh. time. <laughs> Whoa. I'm never helping you out with any projects <laughs> no, ever. It's very dangerous. I, uh, yeah. Take out an insurance policy before you come over. DIY to me is like, I painted an accent wall. <laughs> and by painted, I mean I hired Julio and I sat there and drank my martini while I watched. You missed the spot. Julio. Well, Julio was the guy that painted like every room in my parents' house and he was amazing. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know what his business is. In Wichita, he did really good work. Shout out to Julio. Yeah. Hire him. I don't know if he's still painting, but yeah, my parents hired him. Like he, he would just get in and get it done in record time. Um, yeah, but thanks, thanks for all the amazing painting. <laughs> all of the rooms looked great. Helped with my bedroom, but mm-hmm, already did. <laughs> I was like fourteen. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. <laughs> Baby steps. So now we get to the results. <laughs> yes. So they all go over to Steve's Steve's house. I assumed it was Steve's house. Yeah. Somebody's house. I just said patient 17 was going to a home um, (laughs) and they're going to read the analysis results. And Steve proceeds to list off 5,000 fucking elements (laughs) for like 10 minutes. It's just like him reading a list of elements. I was like, is this, why is this happening? Yeah. It it was very geeky, sciencey. We got quite a few elements here. Uh, let's see, we have boron, sodium, magnesium, aluminum, silicon, phosphorus, potassium, calcium, titanium, 
chromium manganese iron Scient- I married a scientist, okay? I love him. But Me too. When you're presenting science in a documentary to lay people, it's just like none of this none of these words make anything sense to me. Like Do I give a fuck? No. No. Do I know what these are? No. no. Is it gonna change my life? No. 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 <laughs> so anyway, the majority of this thing is iron. Yeah. Okay, so iron. The thing that is here on Earth. Do we make it? Is it found naturally? I don't know, but it's here. Well, he keeps trying to push that it's meteoric iron. Yeah, and he like, said to to find out what made up the object, they would need more funding. More funding, and more testing. So there are actually 36 elements in this thing. substance thing. And he said that a regular nail has like four to five elements. Mm-hmm. And then we find out patient 17 says he never had an entry wound. But he felt like a railroad spike was driven through his leg. And he thought the pain was to punish him. Maybe the aliens were creating pain in him, in his leg, to punish him for... I don't know what the fuck. Do you think the pain was to to punish you somehow or to control you? Or? Well, they all know I've been a bad boy. But um, I have no explanation. No. He said he was on his motorcycle when he felt this. So, maybe... A freaking piece of whatever fell off a truck in front of you and nailed you in the leg when you're going 80 miles an hour. Like, to me, I was just like, okay, this makes sense. The guy's a carpenter. The guy rides motorcycle. Like, at any point in your life, this thing could have embedded itself. In your body. In your body. Case closed. Yeah. That's all she wrote. I, and then he, Steve goes on to, again, list these elements and he's just like, well, this is not from this world and it's. 400 ppm which is parts per million so it's like oh that's what that meant yeah (laughs) i thought it was like pages per minute no no that's a different thing (laughs) um but i i wanted to my husband's on town i wanted to call him and ask like so parts per million does that mean it's only like like 400 in a million i don't know call him right now (laughs) (laughs) because still not very much then i ryan we're gonna need you to look over these results <laughs> just... and get back to us get okay back to us. please thank you email us ASAP. yeah thank you doctor anyway so and then we find out like you kind of mentioned like there's nothing to compare it to yeah. so steve is saying like oh well a regular nail would only have four or five of these things in it mm-hmm. have we actually analyzed an actual nail no so it's, we're just taking Steve's opinion on this. It's like these people have become really bored with regular life, and they're oh like, let's God. make shit up and just create our own Drama. narratives. Which, I guess, everybody does in their own yeah. way. But these people have a lot of backing by the UFO supporters. Yeah. Like, when I create my own fantasy world in my brain, no one supports me except for the cats. I support you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so Except for that crazy shit. Except for that, not that crazy shit. <laughs> uh, we go on to hear that sophisticated nanotechnology and a sophisticated nanotechnological device was found <laughs> in patient 15. And it was similar to what was in patient 17. Right. And he says, someone says that there is a certain pattern slash ratio in isotopes in, the, of the, in this object it's similar to earthly patterns, but it was off enough for them to think it was from another planet. Definitely not from Earth. You get so many mixed mm-hmm. right. It's Right. It's, but he's like, oh, yeah, it's similar, but it's not quite there. And then we also find out that there's a uh, margin of error from the lab anyway. Right. So, blah. I... Yeah, and so they're reading these results, and I had to question, why is Steve... So oh. fucking sweaty. Yeah. It's hard to concentrate on what he's saying because the sweat is dripping down his face. His hair is matted to his head. It, yeah. And I was like, I don't feel like they have bright lights on them. They yeah. are in a larger room. It might be summertime, but turn on the air. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? It and was Patient gross. 17 is not sweating. Yeah. I don't know. I felt really uncomfortable by that. I did too. And I felt like, 
I didn't know if he was lying, like he was so uncomfortable, or he just couldn't oh. take the pressure of the questions being asked. Like I don't know. He can't take the heat when the heat is on. Does he have a thyroid problem? Does that make you sweat? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Something learned today. Did not know that. And so they think this nanotechnological device was hooked into his neurons. Yeah. To control him. They never give But any... they don't, yeah, they don't really continue with that. They aren't like, because in this previous case, this happened. So we think that right. might be what's causing this or like what this is about. They just, it's just kind of like, like we said earlier, here's some bits and pieces and we're going to make a story out of it. And mm. so then the biggest twist I did not see coming. Please tell me what it was. <laughs> Steve, the, the sweaty, sweaty man. Is actually patient 17. I mean, patient is 15. actually patient <laughs> I'm <Honey>. sorry. <laughs> Am I looking at you meanly? I'm sorry. You're a little disappointed in me. No, I'm not. That's could just I my face. Could I screw that up more? <laughs> it's okay. A girl in class last week was like, I don't know why I said that, because I can just tell Charles is not impressed. And I was oh. like, I'm sorry, that's just my face. It's his resting bitch face. <laughs> I don't mean to. It's just how I was configured. I was born this way, baby. <laughs> Steve is patient 15. Thank you for clarifying. And he had an implant taking out, taken out. He wrote his own report on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, trust that when you write your own report on your own implant. He lost his own marriage. He lost his marriage over this. Do we get any more details? No. Nope. But he does go on to tell us that aliens can get you to do whatever they want. Like sweat? Because you're sweating, Steve. There, there's no sense fighting them. I mean, they're, they're far too powerful for that. All they have to do is turn the mental control up to level 7 from level 3, and they can get you to do whatever they want. What else did he do? Probably cheated on his wife. Although I don't know who, who would sleep. <laughs> both at the same time. Yeah, I was like, mm. who? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I he was paying know. for it. Maybe. Whatever. Don't cheat on your spouse. Don't. Just... Let me just tell you what to do with your life, listeners. Don't, don't cheat do on your that. spouse. Just tell them you don't want to be together anymore. Unless your spouse is Hitler. Then, well, he could kill you. Right, but I mean, Still like, dangerous. yellow. <laughs> is that why you married him in the first place? Yellow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Good gracious. Um, I love that mustache. Oh, take me for a mustache ride. <laughs> Hitler's bad. I've been watching a lot of Man in the High Castle, so. Ooh, it's so good. Yeah. It's, I'm just, my life is being consumed by television lately. Oh, it's really good lately, though. Yeah, I mean... we got some good shit going. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned for that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Patient 17 so kind of sure he's a little agitated he's also like maybe it is real oh, maybe it's from a tonka truck like and eh, blah, blah 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 he leaves the house mm. and then jeremy he begins rambling i didn't write any of it down i don't know if you did reflecting on life we see dr lear again back to life playing the organ yeah he interpretation seems to be deeply subjective was he playing his symphony in the sky like, he is, like, trying to make this kind of poetic about Dr. Lear's passing, and I was just like, okay, goodbye, Dr. Lear. He's yeah. he's gone. He's He doesn't have anything to Jeremy, do with this. Jeremy, you're not a poet, okay? like Jeremy, go design some clothes. Yeah. I bet they're great. Did design you... me a one-piece swimsuit. I guess all men's swimsuits are one-piece. I bet you could do a two-piece. Yeah, I mean... I guess at that point you might as well just do a one-piece since you're a man. <laughs> I'm going to wear the full body Speedo to the beach. <laughs> and then, Nano Man. Yeah, the Nano The Nano Physicist, Chris something, Chris C. I didn't get his name. He said that the sample is not rock or a Tonka truck. He's like, it's nothing I could imagine. I'm sorry, um, though. Can we back up a little bit? I want to back it up. Back it up. Back it up, girl. Back up the bus. 
This nanoman is supposed to be a military-funded nanophysicist. And he's working in Leatherface's garage. Exactly. Yeah. It like, looks like where you go to die. There's... It's the scariest garage you've ever seen. I don't know where it is. I imagined it in, like, in the middle of nowhere desert. I figured it was, like, in the woods of the Pacific Northwest Ooh. where no one well, would like hear you too. scream. I like that, too. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of cute. Okay, well, when I watch a movie, I usually pick out, like, if I was going to have to sleep with somebody, who would it be? I would sleep with Jeremy. Well, I didn't see much of Jeremy's face. Oh. Oh, yeah, I probably do that, too. You're right. It's a safe bet. Such a bag over his head. He did have tattoos. Yeah, he had a nice body. We are objectifying (laughs) all the men in this documentary. Definitely wouldn't sleep with Steve. Oh, no. Nope, nope. Steve would pour his fish tank on me and sweat to death on me. Anyway, okay. Like my sweat child. <laughs> so we're in this creepy <laughs> shed with computer equipment that looks like it's from 1950s. Mm-hmm. Everything was from the 70s in there. Yeah, or 50s. it looked old. I don't know. I don't know where this guy works. I don't know what his actual credentials are, even though they said he's... An anaphysicist. An anaphysicist. But who knows? He's not real. <laughs> he's a ghost. He looks very nervous to be on camera. Who isn't? Yeah, that's true. And he starts listing off more of these elements. Uh, arsenic and yttrium are a couple of the things in there that are apparently poisonous, even mm-hmm. in small doses. So he is not sure why these are together. He said they they would have to be manually put together. They're not found yeah. Together in earth, like, you know, if a rock jumped up and bit you in the face, you wouldn't find these elements together. This thing is fabricated, is what you're saying. Oh, yes, this thing is fabricated. Our most complex alloys, maybe you will have five different metals um, or oxides present in an alloy. This sample has an astounding array of metals present. So he thinks it's fabricated and sophisticated. And... They, I guess they ask him, what ratios of elements are you seeing in there? And he's like, there's a dramatic shift in isotopic ratios found on Earth. The sample didn't come from our solar system. He's like very assertive about this. Yeah. And I don't, I guess this is still with him, but there, I guess this is Jeremy asking like, how do you make someone understand what this is? And he says, you don't. Yeah. I, I mean, you can tell me. Words upon words upon words, and I'm... I mean, we already said it. Like, they start talking science, and Charles and I are both like, nah. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> well, it's like, if I can't see what that means, yeah. it doesn't mean anything to yeah. me, because I don't understand, if, I don't have the knowledge of what those things are. If this little implant isn't coming out with little arms and legs and, like, trying to kill me, or... That's scary. You know, climbing to my ear or something like i just believe it's a little piece of metal yeah you know like i i don't know and then we can talk about it more later too but like you know they interview more scientists apparently and it's it's 50 50 some are like yeah this is something you can find here on earth others are like no and then a bunch of them are like we need more testing blah 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 blah. and it's just a run around yeah it is circle Uh, jerk Smoking gun. No, there is no smoking gun. Jeremy asked Chris, the nanophysicist, he's like, oh. yep, this is a smoking gun. Oh, well, he thinks it's a smoking gun. It was the 25th time they said smoke. Not maybe the 25th. I was just like, everyone, they keep saying smoking gun. The smoking gun. The smoking gun. And every time I'm like, no. That's a trigger word. I think that's an episode of X-Files. Smoking gun. Yeah. Was it with Some... Smoky Man? No. Oh. Or they use that term in X Files. I feel like it's a very common term. It in is. Yeah. A follow, uf- ufology. So now. Oh. Well, no, go ahead. Well, I was just like, now this is where we see Jeremy. Oh yeah, and it's. We don't I only really... mention it because I like his tats. I did too. Looks like he works out. Yeah, I mean. His face is okay. And I don't. I guess see. I didn't really. I didn't pause it on his face. I should. Well, have. it's. I mean, it's is more on profile. Mm-hmm. But I googled them, so. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Jeremy, I'll Google you tonight. <laughs> See what you look like. In bed. <laughs> Get all cozy. <laughs> Google me some celebrities. <laughs> so now they, patient 17 and Jeremy are wanting to find the original sample. Well, Sweaty Steve is now MIA. <laughs> we don't know where he went. Yeah. And I have some theories on this. It's because they wanted to run more tests because... We just heard, like, scientists want more tests. Well, I had, first of all, I had a question. So they sent this thing to the lab. Mm-hmm. Later, we see Steve with it. Mm-hmm. Jeremy asks him, do you have the sample? He shows this little thing, little box. Yeah. With a, the apparent sample. Right, sure. So does the lab send it back? Yeah. I would think so. I don't know why they would keep it. Unless you're donating it to science. No, but, like... Jer- I don't know how it works with metal, but like if you're gonna take a blood sample, like they're using your blood, right? Like there's probably some left over because they always take a lot. But like if you have a teeny tiny little sample, are they? Oh. What do the tests do? Are they? Oh, you I know don't what know. I mean? Like, are they burning it? Are Ryan, they, what do they do? Are they putting it in some solution to find out how it reacts? Like, would there be anything left of the sample after they test it? Scientist friends who listen, yeah. let us know because we don't. We I yeah, I didn't even curious. think about that. I thought that they just like probed it with some needles. It's a piece of metal, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know, that's yeah, why I'm not like, a scientist. But that's how they test things. Is like <laughs> I'm gonna poke it with some needles. At what temperature does it burn, or yeah. like how does it react to this chemical? And then they're like, oh, so if it does that, it must be this. Like. So I'm curious as how this tiny little sample would have been returned to them. Been returned to them. And and we see the results come back. It's just in an envelope, right? With like a spreadsheet on it. It's not like a package with the Yeah. Sample. But he has it somehow. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make it does not make much sense. But anyway. But I mean this is pretty much the end right. of the documentary. Yeah, so Steve has disappeared. They're Steve trying to get a hold of him. They want to do more testing. Mm-hmm. And so my question, after absorbing all of this, is when is the sequel coming out? <laughs> the Hunt for Steve. <laughs> the Hunt for Steve. That's what I want to know. The Hunt for Red Sweaty Steve. Right. What if we found Steve? You mean like we're going to look ourselves? Yeah. We I have my him? trench coat to wear. I have a trench coat. Too. And my sunglasses. And my headscarf. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. We just, once we get to Vegas, we can road trip down to Southern California and find Steve. Definitely. I'm sure he's putting lots of ads on Craigslist. Well, another funny thing, too, was like, so Jeremy's trying to call him. And he's like, I don't, he's talking to patient 17. He's like, I don't know what else to do. We might have to go knock on his door. I'm well, like, why the fuck didn't you get that in yeah, the first place? Exactly. Like, you haven't gone to his house. You know where he lives. You filmed a whole scene there. Yeah. And that's where they leave it. It's like, yeah, go knock on his door, you idiot. Like, yeah. But, I mean, my theory is that either A, that, that piece that Steve showed us is not the original. Mm-hmm. Or B, he knows it's not nanotechnology. It's just a piece of metal and he doesn't want them to do more tests. So he ghosts them. And they made, yeah, they made this up. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that makes the most sense. Otherwise, if you're so sure of the evidence, why would you, unless you're allude, you know, unless they're, they're kind of, I think they're trying to allude to the fact that like, oh, maybe something nefarious happened to them because he had this evidence, but. Well, I don't believe a bit of it. No. Steve is bananas. He stole it all. <laughs> That's all. He was like, I'm going to pay for my divorce with this. Yep. Something like he that. He probably sold it on eBay. For a lot of money to a UFO, a UFO crazed mm-hmm. person. To Stan. Probably Stan. God, Stan. Stan. Any any more thoughts on this? I was, this one kind of left me empty. I mean, yeah. I was excited to watch it because it sounded interesting. But it just, it gave you some good bits, but it didn't expand upon those bits. Like it, like we were talking about, like right. the... Vegas abduction. That could have been an amazing thing. story. Yeah. Like, why don't we hear more right. about that? It's like they give you all these things, but they don't want you to care about them, mm-hmm. which is, I I didn't care. Like, I don't ever want to watch this again. Nope. This is not one that I'd be like, yes, I want to watch that. Sit down and no, watch that No, we again. don't. 
I mean, unless you're a scientist, scientist type that like knows these elements or like they list a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So you could go look these up or maybe you know them like and be like, oh, that's really interesting. But for the rest of us, it's just kind of like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then we want to do more testing, but we can't. So, okay. Yeah. Oh. So separate from this podcast recording, do you have another podcast that you're listening to that you recommend to people? No. I was like, podcasts supporting each other. (laughs) So if you're, well, we can do one each week. So. Do you have one off the top of your head? I I have. um, Well, the one I'll talk about this week, I listened to the show with Sam and Joe and they Sam and Joe are two podcasters that play video games, and they're both gay, and they just talk about random stuff every week, and it's really refreshing and funny. They crack me up, so um, I listen to them. Is it called Sam and Joe? It's just called, yeah, it's called The Show with Sam and Joe. Oh, the Show with Sam and Joe. Yeah, so I, I enjoy them. Nice. So, what about you? Oh, me? Um, I'm going to... I've mentioned them before, but I'm going to shout out the WhatCast because they're the ones that got me into this whole weird podcasting field. And they talk a lot about paranormal and cryptids and all kinds of weird shit. I did enjoy your artwork this week, WhatCast. It was some kind of... Mateo is amazing. Yeah, it had the feathers. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it was called. It was one I hadn't heard of before, but that was awesome. I enjoyed seeing that on Instagram. I own some of his artwork. What's you can buy it. Oh. He sell, so he makes artwork for their show. Oh. And then he sells it. So he's an artiste? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he'd call himself that, but. Oh. It was awesome. Anyway, yeah. whatever you're doing, it was cool to watch. Thank you yeah. for that. And Another one, Celeste is also on Verbal Distillery. We've talked about it before. Ryan's, when he was on, he shouted it out. So go give them a listen. We've changed and up our format. They have. It's all whiskey now. It's no more weird. All whiskey. I mean, who who doesn't enjoy whiskey? They will tell to you like it is because they're professional whiskey drinkers. <laughs> so every day. go like and subscribe, leave a review. Also for us, we are yes. on Instagram, Facebook. We um, we want to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, if you have, you know, a suggestion, a comment, don't be bitchy. Uh, no. <laughs> don't be a little bitch we yeah engaging with people is fun and if you like what you're hearing rate us on itunes leave a review written review um that helps more people find us and yeah. but yeah we're mysterious under dash af under dash podcast on instagram and then mysterious af on facebook and yeah we'll just be churning out more episodes our next episode in case you'd like to watch before we talk is going to be (laughs) a little documentary called hostage to the devil which is also on netflix but yeah if you have a suggestion of something paranormal to watch let's know yeah please do because if you've seen it and you were like this was cool or this was worth a watch or it was batshit crazy Right. If it's batshit crazy, if it's love batshit crazy, um, somebody who lost their virginity to aliens at (laughs) seventeen, we love it. We've seen it, but we'll watch it again. Yes. (laughs) So, anyway, thank you guys so much as always for joining us and for listening to us and being with us. I appreciate you all. I'm blowing a kiss to you. (laughs) Do you have anything to say before we close? No, I'm trying to think of what we've closed with the last couple times. Stay Stay mysterious. mysterious. Bye. problem with peeking behind the curtain is that you can't unsee and you can't unknow. Your curiosity becomes weaponized, and from that moment forward you become a mechanism, a beacon radiating with desire magnitudes greater than you ever dreamed possible.